also, by the way, if you love this podcast and you love me, as <laughs> always, I'm doing a fundraiser for my birthday. You know, I'm asking people to send $20 to the HBCU Hub or to my BFF Publishing. If you're listening to this and you went to Clark Atlanta, donate your $20 to my BFF Publishing. is run by our classmate, Tony Mutcherson, class 2007. And she publishes books for children, Black children across the country. So please support our classmates, BFF Publishing. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> oh, let's start the fucking show. <laughs> they never said the size podcast was too much. Who knows more about music than us? The Dice is a black podcast playing all genres with a sprinkler pop culture and a shit ton of food. If you're not from DC, you probably don't know what size you are. <laughs> Pop my woo high in the air. Cause Andre can get me there. Dang. She said, make a nigga act smart. Yes. <laughs> he thought she was Erica just now, though, a little bit. It was a tinge of err in there. A tinge of err. That's ghetto. We say anything. <laughs> Do. But I was singing that because the boy has moved out. Ah! Listen, new year, new everything. That was literally my intention. And I got a new what place and a new what job. Hello, ain't got good. Won't he do it? <laughs> Won't it will? Oh, see. <laughs> Big Baptist always got to roll down into a run. What that lady say? This is Baptist cake. <laughs> Church people got to be the craziest people this side of the Mason Dixon. <laughs> they said, What's a Pentecostal cake? She said, Thin. <laughs> <laughs> and the way she left her mouth open after the end took me out. Thin. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's so Mew's got his Baptist cake, y'all. It is, um, our group chat decided that it is our year 2022. It is, period. Ain't one. nobody said a year been their year. The last time people said a year was their year was the end of 2019. 2020 grouped everybody. Period. Everybody, 2021, people was like, no, I ain't even gonna play myself. This ain't my year. And it wasn't. Because you just, you had no idea what was about to happen. Like, yeah. The people were scared to set intentions. They didn't have no New Year's resolutions. It Nothing. Was, I'm still here, children. I'm, I'm still here. here. She said, it's the journey. <laughs> that lady's crazy. Why did you give her her own club? So she could sing her songs with nobody telling her no. <laughs> That's dumb. Is we recording? Yeah, I pressed the button. Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello, yo, what's up? Okay, well, um, can we act like this is a real show? Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, welcome to the site. <laughs> Congratulate Muse on everything new. 
Congratulations are in order. The people are moving on up to the east side. We finally got a piece of uh, that pie. Huh. And it's Baptist. I want some pie. Oh my God. <laughs> huh. Good night. Yeah, I'm singing our Linux until next month, probably. <laughs> At least until I get my TVs hung. That's when I'm like, I'm going to know. Sorry. Well, can't wait to see the place. Can't wait to visit. Um, he, cheers to your new job. Not working you too hard. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. I'm going to choose my food because I didn't make a cocktail. Because I feel like you at the place now in your career where um, you should just be telling people what to do and then they actually do the work, but you just chilling. Thank you. That's, That's what, what it should give. And it will because I'm not playing with them. But yeah. I, I love not playing. <laughs> I love not playing. It's funny. You sound like I'm sharing. I mean, not for a role as a as a person. <laughs> Fair. You really gonna give the 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 amalgamation of my aunts, <laughs> like all the aunts in one. Let me go get a cocktail. I want a cocktail. Can I make one? Let's see if I got the the, the makings of. I really want a snack. Okay, this is ghetto. We need to start this episode all the way over. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> if you know us, you love us. We was fried. We're starting over right now. Pop my woo in the sky. Cause Andre can feel his Make a nigga actually. I don't even know if that's right, but it makes sense. To us. <laughs> Which means no one is the lyrics. So, hello. Who, who, if y'all don't know, that is um, new apartment by Ari Lennox. R.E.D. And it's on theme for Muse because it's giving new, new all in Muse life. Muse, do you want to tell the people how you're turning it already in 22? Turning it 22. Ooh. <laughs> that might be the name of the episode. Turning it 22. Hey. <laughs> So, I just got a new apartment, <laughs> literally. And I have already made the floor wet because you know I got hair. But I also, literally the day that I got my keys to my new apartment, moved in on Monday, I got a call saying that I got a new job too. So, literally set the intention at the end of the year that I wanted all new everything and two of the new things were already accomplished in Q1. Ain't God good? It's not even giving Q1, it's giving month one. Fair, fair. <laughs> Immediately. And 2022, the angel number 222, sing Tinashe 333, but 222 has been following me. Um, not to tell you all my business, but my apartment is 222. And it means like new beginnings. Um, what else did it say? It said like all of your optimisms and stuff through your dreams through the year are starting to come to fruition. I was like, not only is this scary, but it's right on time, and I receive and accept all of it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> My mom called me every day just to make sure I'm settled in. Girl, it's nothing in here yet. <laughs> I'm getting look, don't, look, don't call unless you bring in something, girl. Hello. <laughs> okay. Before we recorded this, she called, she interrupted me on the phone with Steph. I was like, hold on, it's my mom. Let me call you right back. And she like, you settled in? 
It is day three. <laughs> she think I got a fully decked out apartment already. It's giving. I was about to say, and you got rid of all your stuff, so yeah. it's giving straight man apartment right now. Yeah. <laughs> nah, for real, it's nothing in here. But between pandemic and just holiday time frame, people wasn't getting their furniture at all. At all. Barely at all. I think that Lavelle ordered because Lavelle moved into a new house. Hey, Val. Around his birthday two years ago. So it's, it's been like a full year that he's been in the house. He ordered something in January. It didn't come until like April. Mm. See, I don't like stuff like that because I want my stuff now. Listen, <laughs> let's talk about that. Stab. It's like that with me with everything, though. If I order something on Essence, I'm confused why it's not at the door. Oh my God. I hate when I get an email that be like, your order has shipped, but it be like the label was made. Don't tell me it's shipped on the truck and on its way to my house. Like, I don't care. Until I can like actually track her, track her, I don't even know her. Until I can actually track her, don't tell me nothing, actually. Nothing, not a thing. I don't care. But anyway, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Can't wait to come down. Right. It's giving come on down, come on, come on. But like, actually don't. Because I got to put people's name on the list. So if I don't know, you stop playing. Pooching. I'm trying to get Steph to come to Broccoli Fest, but I don't know if, I, if she going to really do that with me. You know. <laughs> and not even for nothing more than, I just don't, I don't know. After so long of not, um... Festivaling. Being out and about. I don't know if my body could withstand all them hours of standing up anymore. And it's two days this year. And also, too, like, it's not really, like, I would love to see summer, but I really don't care to see nobody else on that day. Interesting. And so, you would want to be there all night and I would be all day and I'll be over it. Oh, yeah. You would be mad at me because I'm staying. I'm not leaving until the, yeah, I'm not. I'm just going to camp out basically. I may as well just like ride with the DJs because I want to see everybody on the list. Honestly, I'm going to have to split myself in half and go to two different stages. Because who's all going, who's all um, on the lineup again? 21 Savage, Ari Lennox, Gunna, Summer Walker, I want to say Victoria Monet, Money Long. Why I'm asking like I can't just look it up. Hold please. (laughs) But basically everybody that I want to see. And I know Previous episodes, I've definitely said, don't go see Summer Walker live, do-do-do-da-da-da. But the arrangements that I know she's about to wear us out with for that new album, I'm going to be at the stage. And she could just sit down and sing to me. I don't care. She could walk backwards. She could not look in the audience. I don't give a fuck. I need to hear it live. And with Ari there, they're going to do Unloyal together. What? Need to see that live so I could cry. Okay, so it's... On Saturday, May 7th, it's 21 Savage, Ari, Lil Durk, Wale, Rico Nancy, Jeezy, Larry June, Joyce, and Money Long. Sunday is Summer Walker, Gunna, Don Tolliver, Thames, Masego, Babyface Ray, Alan Vaughn, and Junie with special guest WizKid. See? Alana. Yeah. I already seen Ari before. I don't think, like, nothing will top Jeezy at um, Roots Picnic. 
I'm gonna see Joyce in April with Lucky. I don't need to see money. No shade. <laughs> and Sunday, I will only want to see thumbs. And then she might make me mad because she might not do nothing. So yeah, she's not gonna do nothing. So you're gonna be mad. Everybody is gonna be mad, but I need to hear her. So report back. Well, I'll be um giving on the ground reporting from the Size Podcast. Great, love to see it. Reporting live, we're hearing it's now in the belly of the beast at Broccoli City. News with the news. Ha! News with the news. I'm really fucking these seeds up. But I suppose I'm back. I don't know how I really feel. That's not really on the docket, but y'all know my woes from Coachella past when Frank Ocean was supposed to headline and he never, like, it just didn't happen because everybody was sick with COVID. So I'm going everywhere that I can until further notice. <laughs> Speaking of, I love a good segue. Kanye headlining Coachella and he's still oh, he's headlining. Yeah, he's the last day. But that might also be at risk because Billie Eilish recently said something about, she didn't say anything about, she alluded to waiting for a fan to get better. I think that somebody was having an asthma attack at her concert and she got on the mic and said, we wait for our guests to blah, 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 before we keep going, kind of poking fun at Travis Scott. And Kanye gonna go to Twitter and put the article up and say he's not headlining Coachella unless she apologizes. Y'all keep letting this man do whatever he wants to. I love Kanye musically, but he's got to get some help. We talk about him every episode now. The docket literally says Kanye being weird still. (laughs) Next episode, the docket said Kanye being weird. What is it giving? He's going... He's just out of order and... It's sad to see. Very, very sad to see. But this is what happens when you have enablers, when you got money, when ain't nobody going to tell you no, nobody's going to tell you, get your shit together. This is what happens. Because there's no reason he should be acting as crazy as he do. And in a lot of his craziness, like from taking that that Julia Fox girl to her birthday and then buying all her friends Birkins and... Then he was at some basketball game. He had these four girls all dressed up like different versions of Kim sit in the row behind him. All these antics. And I'm like, Pusha T is with him for some of these antics. What is? What do he think about what's going on? What do Pusha T White think about what's going on? Because baby Jenny do not be with all of this mess. She be in Virginia with that baby. I don't know how Kanye has lasted this long being as crazy as he is. And I don't even mean medically. I just mean, like you said, the antics and the things that he does, the outlandish, just like acts of whatever the fuck to get Kim's attention. Every time that she does literally anything, he got something to say about it. And she, for a really long time, we talked about this on the last episode, was being quiet. She finally has broken her silence. And I said, when a Libra's fed up, my mama taught me a long time ago. <laughs> there ain't nothing you could damn do about it, Kanye. It's like running, oh, no, can't sing it. No more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had like two actual slip-ups with um, Ara today. Let me behave. Is that one line I was about to say really is my part, but I don't got no parts when it comes to Robert no more, so. It's sad. Delete the whole discography. But 
My girl is on the cover of Vogue, and it seems like she's about to tell it all. She's had it. She looked good, too. She do look good. The woke community was like, oh, she's black fishing again. I'm like, where do you see the black at? I don't see the black nowhere. Woke community also was mad because she's on the cover and it's Black History Month, but the cover is for March. Shut up, everybody. They annoy. <laughs> like, that don't even make no sense. How you mad? You just want to be mad. Look at the fucking fine print. It's March, Dolly. Right. People be upset. I do think that Vogue need their ass whooped, though, because it is Black History Month, and they still have yet to give Andre Leon Talley the justice that he deserved. My nigga couldn't even get, like, a digital easing cover or nothing. Like, they really are blowing me. The disrespect is getting out of hand. It's getting real disrespectful. Not us being mad at the same stuff we was mad at last episode. Fix it! Because... Muse is furious, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's just really dumb and it's in poor taste. And this is this is in regards to Vogue. This is in regards to um, Kanye, Omari West. It's just all in poor taste. Of the car. I don't like when stuff is in poor taste. Me neither. And that's, that's a me. That's a me thing. But <laughs> that's a me thing. Maybe it's not you, but it's me. Maybe it's not you. You know, it's a me thing. You know when that's what the girls. Say nowadays where they be like, you are out your mind, but they like trying to be diplomatic. You know, you know it's just a me thing. <laughs> I have seen that a lot, actually. I want to say they got it from me, but I'm not going to take credit for too much more. Uh, I want to see what's going to happen when the show starts, because I don't know if it's the end of this month or the beginning of the next. The Kardashians is coming back on Hulu and Disney Plus. Checks. So it's going to be the same show, but just available on streaming. <laughs> I don't think so. It's not keeping up with the Kardashians. No, it's but I mean, it's going to be the same stuff. It's the same premise. Like, they're not going to do nothing different. Oh, probably not. Waste of time. I don't, I don't care. America's they going to give something else to make me care. You get what I'm saying? It's like, can you come up with something else? <laughs> I can't speak to it. I don't know like, what. Can it be like Cardi tries and y'all just trust? Like, give me something. Did you watch that? Oh no. <laughs> not because I didn't think about it. Not because I didn't not because I was like, I'm not, you know, whatever. I just never took the time to watch. You know, I don't be on Netflix like that. Yeah, you don't wait the Cardi was on Netflix. Netflix. So I'd be, huh? The Cardi was a, was on Netflix? I thought it was like a Facebook watch type of thing. I have no idea. Well, I didn't watch it either, so. <laughs> like I'm the TV set of the cast and I still don't know. But I have successfully weaned our girl Steph into television, hence our last fucking tangent. Anywho, so yeah, Kanye, stop being weird. Apparently, the internet cared a lot about this and had so much to say about it. Nelly leaked some fucking sex shit, and the girl was giving him head on the internet. I, okay, so like, let's start off with sex tapes in general, right? Mm. I'm not a big fan. I don't really care about what celebrities are doing. Even if I want a celebrity's nudes to leak, because I'm interested to see what it's giving, I don't need to watch them fuck. Like, I never watched none of the R. Kelly shit, ew. Never watched the full Ray J and Kim Kardashian thing. It was kind of lame. And Ray J is like a waste of good male features, so I just be upset with him at all times. Who else? I just haven't cared about any of them. At all. We'll be watching the most legendary of the girls 
Pam and Tommy. I'm watching that show for sure. So oh, she was she was saying that she's trying to sue. So don't watch. Oh shit! Why? It's not. She didn't approve it. No. Damn. I heard it was good, and it was done by the same people who did Atanya. Atanya was a film. Yeah, Atanya was everything. I might watch until she win the case. <laughs> that make me feel better. But I say all that to say, like I said, Nelly's dick is out. And I don't know about straight Twitter or any other side of Twitter, but the gays were having a fucking field day, and it was really annoying. Yeah, straight Twitter, I, I went and was searching a little more, and all the girls on Twitter was like, oh, it's not, it's not giving us. We thought it was going to give. You know how all the straight girls want to talk like gay now. And I'm just like, y'all little size queens is weird. I'm sorry. Anybody that is a size queen, that just tells me that everything you know about sex come from porn. And I and I inherently look down on you and have sympathy. Because <laughs> it's just like, grow up. I, okay, again, love Nelly. Think he's very attractive. Always have like seen it for him in that kind of way. But I never thought about what his dick looked like and didn't care. But after seeing it, I just didn't understand all of the rigmarole about it. It looked normal to me. Right. I'm like, everybody's like, oh, it's so small. And I'm like, is it? Like, it looked, and maybe my eye just don't work because, like, again, didn't care. It was a good, like, eight inches. That's not... But you know the girls and the gays like, oh, if it's not 12 inches, then I don't want it. But it's like, baby, you're bad. I don't know how long an anal canal is, but a vaginal canal is like, what, three, four inches? So you talk about, oh, yeah, it got to be 12 inches. I don't know how to take dig, da, 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 da. Sweetie, it's only three to four inches up in there. What are you talking about? I, I don't really have... I am not even going to sit up here and act like I am a professional dick taker because I am not. So I, I just do not care about dick in the way that the rest of the gay world does. Dick is important, but as, as an ass man, I can say that dick is very important. We need size, we need a, a mouthful, like all of that is great. But looking at Nelly and then looking at like regular niggas that I've just been with, it's not that off par, honestly. At all. Like I, I do. Well, and it was thick. It was girthy out. I think that porn has skewed the... Girthy the, out is funny. <laughs> I think that porn, like, has made people lean on the monstrous dick storyline. And even though Black men are, like, more traditionally well-endowed than our white or Caucasian counterparts, it doesn't mean that that's everybody's lot in life. But I also... Did it? I just couldn't say too much online because then the online girls was like, only people talking bad about it got a small dick. My nudes are out. It's not small. Like, I just, I didn't want to say too much at all. But in my mind, I was like, everybody's acting kind of strange about this whole thing. We've been talking Everybody. about this. And then as to, to add insult to injury, Black History Month already started off with a fucking shebang. But then Isaiah Rashad from TDE is getting outed, I, I think. With, he's sucking dick on camera. He's fooling around with twinks, talking about they paid me to come up, like pull up. I had to, so, okay. When they, all the videos was first coming to the group chat, I was like, I'm not watching this. I feel bad, da-da-da-da. 
But then, like, maybe, like, the third or fourth time that it came through, because I feel like multiple people in multiple chats just kept dropping the links. I was like, let me see what it's hitting for. And when he said the homies paid me, I was like, is Punch from TDE not paying the girls? Everything skews drugs to me. I immediately be thinking that it's like an evil bender happening. And... Like that, um, what's that politician? That Blake politician? Uh-huh. They got found with the, uh... It just the, a lot the world is ghetto. It just be way too much going on. I hope that Isaiah Rashad is well, though. Because if you listen to his music, he does talk a lot about depression and anxiety and dealing with traumas and shit like that. And I just don't want this to result in, you know, self-harm shit. Because being outed is one thing. But being repeatedly brought up on the internet over and over over again that you were outed or whatever the case may be is even worse. Like, it's not like he just got outed and the story died. It's like news now. But also, it's like, getting outed is one thing, like, like somebody on Lipstick Island being like, oh, he the girls. It's another thing that there are videos of you on Twitter. That's like a whole nother level of outing. A fat schlong in your mouth. Like, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) And talk about the girls is paying you. And then it's the tank is letting have, like, mm. And then you see there was like the porn that was on the TV. I was like, what is going on here? I wish I could you see that. She is concerned. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> go pull up the link right now and go and look. Because I didn't just see your reaction. Because oh, the girls was busy looking at the twinks, but I was looking at the whole situation because my mom said I had to always be vigilant. So I was seeing everything. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is real bad. Oh, not Scooch. Kayla Cheryl, please. Because, you know, when you pull up the links, it pull up everything. And that was something we talked about. Not is this year's BHM thing dick sucking. What is happening? Everybody's crazy. Specifically our chat, because these are headlines that we've passed along. Oh, uh, it's just so much pain. It's just like... <laughs> I mean, at this point, I'm tired of everybody sucking dick. It ain't mine. Shit. <laughs> That's really the if and but about it, shit. New place, new apartment, new job. It's giving new guy, new nigga, new head, and not Nellie's. <laughs> shit. But really, moral of the story is the internet is weird. That girl wasn't giving him <laughs> her best. And I wish Isaiah well. I hope that he's okay. And if he is gay, then just... Welcome the dog with open arms and don't shun him for going through whatever he's going through. Because I don't know. I TDE is a little janky to me anyway. I don't really understand how any of this could be happening. I don't scissor threaten to leave TDE all the time. Like literally by the hour. MTV News. Um Kendrick, <laughs> this is his last album with TDE. Something in the milk ain't clean over there. So has it been for a while? And then what's it called? It left altogether, Kendrick. Yeah, oh, he already left. Yeah, I thought that they were saying because word on the curb was this was the <laughs> Giselle. Word on the curb was this was gonna be his last album with them, but the album ain't even. Oh, come- I thought he already left. Both of us probably wrong because that's what happened. <laughs> I love the difference that we be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) 
we loud and right, but when we can't agree on the facts, that means that we need to do some more. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Kendrick will be at the Super Bowl this weekend, so that's cute. Mm. <laughs> I love how all of my friends collectively could give three fucks about the fucking Super Bowl. No one cares, ever. Who are you playing? It's the Bengals and somebody else. The Bengals is not even them girls historically. Like, whoever has ever said anything about a Bengals? I think that they just wanted to... <laughs> come on, Boots and Bengals. I think they just wanted to give the people a chance. Mm. Um, and then Mary only got one song, so I definitely don't care. You wanted to hear Good Morning Gorgeous. Did Good Morning Gorgeous. Um, but yeah, prayers to the family. But I want everybody to take their penis off the internet. Like I'm sick of men's penises. Like, and why is everything with men getting here? When when would the women ever get some hair on camera? Kaya went on a whole rant about that. For real? But this is like years ago. You know, Kaya be seeing the future, like Tanashi. <laughs> I can see my future. And she was like, why every video getting here? But it'll never be no girl. It'll never be no dude down there wearing a sister out. Like, please, over it. Huh, Kaya do be right. My thing also is it's like everybody just wanted their dick to get in the game after this because Lil Fizz Ben had an OnlyFans. People acted like this the first time that they seen his nasty looking ass. I didn't know he had a um a OnlyFans. He I'm not a fan, as you know. I am a fan of Lil Fizz. I am not a fan of his situations on Love and Hip Hop, and I'm not a fan of his penis. He's one of the only people in like the the world that has ever been compared. Like, you know how people think everybody likes skin with hair look alike. Yeah. <laughs> there used to be a Lil Fizz poster on my little sister wall, and my dad thought that it was me one time. So since then, I've been like, oh, okay, I could be on Lil Fizz side. Come on, a family of curl. He, I would rather people think I look like him than Ludacris. You don't look like Ludacris, though. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. All right, next topic. <laughs> but yeah, no, d- dicks off. I mean, not, not all dicks, but Lil Fizz dick definitely needs to be. I want everybody off the internet. I don't want to see nobody's on the internet no more. Where are the fat butt kings of the industry going to unleash? That's what I need to know. Where are John Legend's nudes? No? Where is fucking Zeke dumbass from Power? Zeke dumbass from Power ass is bigger than this bedroom I'm living in. <laughs> like, anyway. Y'all already knew where that was going to go for me. Right. <laughs> Will Smith, where are the nudes? Like, Everybody dick out. It's giving dicks up when I walk into Twitter. <laughs> I stole that from Steph. Uh, we annoying. Stop talking <laughs> both of us. <laughs> I hope that Will Smith wins this Oscars too. Beyonce also got a nomination for that song on that uh, King Richard movie. That's that triumphant song. It is triumphant, but she's singing on it. It don't no, it don't bother me. I heard it when I was um in the train station in New York, not the subway, but the like uh Amtrak. It's not a bad song. 
Mm-mm. It's not. It's a. It's a song that the Oscars would give something to, as long as it's not her. That's all I care about. <laughs> Stephanie is sick of Gabby, but rightfully so. She got a new song out with Sweetie. I didn't listen to it yet because it sounds like Doja Cat. Like it's it's like Kiss Me More, the Sweetie version, and I don't like that. Well, shout out to the Blazing um, Explosion on that. Screaming. We love unity. I love that they both Blazing and they still look black. Like, Sweetie looks like a regular light-skinned girl that went to school in PG County to me. She do. She do. She don't really give, like, mix for real. Mm-mm. But people be confused on what black people could look like, so I could see people thinking that she's, like, exotic and looks different than everybody else. I'm just like, girl, she went to Seton. Um, are we ready for the most important part of um, Muse with the News? <laughs> Ooh, my theme. Ooh. Muse with the News on the ground reporting wants to say here and now that we were right. That's first and fucking foremost. That, no, you got to say it like Ari in that video. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> I told y'all, niggas. I told y'all. I told y'all. That's not okay that they had that little girl saying that. Rihanna is pregnant. And we Ben had said that and y'all was trying to silence us. But we was right. Was the cast silent or were they silenced? Hello? Oprah thought she ate that. <laughs> she kind of did though. Like <laughs> it like it was real like churchy. You know, that's how the pastor be talking. Mm-hmm. So I understood the black in it. But um Rihanna, but you know what's so crazy, Muse? Like, I've we've been saying Rihanna's pregnant for years, like three months now. Every time Mama gained a pound, we was like baby in the stomach. Listen, and we've been saying it for like th- like at least three months that she was pregnant, and I don't feel like we ever. I never felt she was ever pregnant before, like never. But it was just something in my spirit was telling me. And it was so funny because let's, let's just even share how the, we even got the news. So <laughs> I sent a, y'all a picture, the group chat picture of Rihanna, and I said, the lady is pregnant. Mm-hmm. It was a video of her in Sephora in an orange coat. She kept trying to cover the coat, mm-hmm. and she was holding her coat in the way that church ladies be holding their they they little blazers. On both sides. Yep, with one hand. Hold and it. I was like... Something is afoot. And then it was one moment where she had moved to take a picture. And I was like, that is all baby. Like, do y'all see that? It looked and hard. I was like, she's pregnant. And everybody said yes. And then Corey was like, no, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Then literally, like, no less than three minutes later, Corey drops the picture of the stomach. Listen. And then I immediately go to Twitter and at that time, at that point when Corey sent that photo, there were only two tweets showing that stomach picture. <laughs> so when we say on the ground reporting dollies, listen, you we mean it because it hadn't even gotten to Twitter yet. And it only had a couple hundred likes by the time Corey sent it. Listen, the cast cast at all times. Listen, and but even though we knew that she was pregnant, I'm not going to lie, it's still not fully processing. I mean, I'm still acting like ain't nothing going on. I because, mean, like, 
this sounds weird, but I never really like seen her having kids. That's not weird. Because I feel like Rihanna is the most relatable artist that we have. And she's also the one that we probably feel like is closest to us in give, attitude, gumption, all of that. And a lot of us don't see ourselves with kids. Like a lot of our friends are not having kids. Like that's just not what True. they want. I don't see themselves with kids. You want kids, but I mean like in general, our circle, none of the guys really want kids. I feel like, and this might be inflammatory, but I feel like if y'all were straight, y'all would. If we were straight, we probably would already have kids. That's my. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, all the girls want kids. That makes sense. But I still think that there's a lot of people say that we went to school with and all of that. That just it's it's not top of mind right now. So I think that Rihanna falls into that generationally. But Rihanna always talked about wanting to have kids, wanting to have a family. I guess I just wasn't. She just still seemed like she was just having fun. Like, she just didn't seem like she was ready to sit down. Yeah, that's true. And, like, we don't know what it's about to give. Maybe she won't sit down, but I feel like she's sitting down. She won't sit down because she, she a real, she a real, she a celebrity, but she a real girl. Like, she won't sit home want to be about that baby. And she's been sitting down. So, I mean, she may as well keep it up. We really not getting on the music. And what's funny is, most celebrities would have gave us an album before they had the baby. She don't care. She don't. Rihanna hates music. <laughs> but shout out to her because my um my Savage Fenty order um allegedly shipped today. So you know, <laughs> she can pay for the baby shower. I placed my order. Well, while she having that baby, she just need to send me Godwin from the fucking Fenty show. That's all I want. From <laughs> That is a fine man. So what do you think about her choosing Rocky to be her baby father? I don't know. I have been trying my darndest not to care at all. Yeah, Muse really don't be want to be a part of the discourse. It's really like I haven't been chiming into the conversations when they talk about it. I haven't posted nary a picture. The yeah. day that she dropped those Digsy photos, I also like that she used Digsy to, to launch it. He do all her he he's been doing all her pictures. And yeah. I love that she don't post it on her own account till like days later. <laughs> right. Yeah. But when his first like photo shoot of them in Brook in, in the Bronx, that's also annoying. Like, why did y'all do that? It's in Harlem. Either way. I just don't want the Harlemites to get mad. I mean, I actually do like Harlem, so that's a little better. I was under the impression it was in the Bronx, and I was like, what are they doing? No, because remember, it's on the, it was at the corner of Corey House. Oh, yeah. Well, Corey do live real close to the Bronx. But, okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> when the pictures leaked or came out, everybody was posting it. I refused. I just would, I didn't want to. Like, uh-uh. And then I thought they were trying to play with us because she had on pink and he had on blue. And I was like, this is ghetto. But pretty pictures. Love that she's so happy. I will, I will not take that away from her. I keep saying this. No matter whether a song comes out or not, no matter whether a baby is brewing or not, this is the happiest we've ever seen Rihanna, period. Point blank, Andy. Never seen her smile this much. She's literally living her life like it's going to have at the time of her life. And I like that part. So that's where I stand with it. If, she's, if she like it, I love it. If she's happy, I'm happy. But as far as choosing Rocky, Rakim, 
I don't know how I feel. Because it still looks like to me that she been forced to hang out with her little brother. Like, when they go outside, it just give he's tagging along. And that's annoying to me, but maybe fatherhood will change him. I also know some very problematic things about him. Just like, does this get washed away now because he's with Rihanna? I don't think so. Uh, some allegations came to my phone, and I was last week, and I was like gagging. I wasn't shocked, but I was still gagging. If that makes sense. Yeah, I um, I, I believe everything that has been said about him. I oh, Azealia Banks said that she called him sucking dick one time. I believe everything that that lady said. Oh, I didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you can't. I, I just. I know that it sounds crazy, but Azalea Banks really be right. <laughs> that then, was a shockwave. I didn't hear it at all. Um, um but, I the the education blogs a lot on YouTube. Just they kind of chronicle different designers from beginning to end, different artists from beginning to end. It's a really good like podcast on video type thing to watch. Check out their education if you have a chance. They do one on V files. I mean, they do one on V-Loan, and then they do one on, like, ASAP Rocky. And in both of those, there's some really, like, controversial things about Rocky. And I'm just like, he might not even be that great of a person. But, again, Rihanna's happy, so I'm just like, what can I say? I'm single. I can't have but so much to say anyway. Maybe I'm going to find me a Rocky, somebody who dressed just as, as great as I think that I dress or is equally as cool as I think that I am. And everybody looking at me like, well, they look nice together, but uh, for whatever. And then I'm still going to be like, my man, my man, my man. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, ca- I can't say but so much. <laughs> what? My thing is like, I thought that she was, first of all, she'd been playing him to the left for a whole decade. Have. Have. And I thought that she was just, playing around because like she had, was in that very serious relationship with the billionaire mm-hmm. and so I'm like okay she like yeah let me just smash my friend like he the homie I know so I know him well I know everything about him but I'm not gonna take him seriously so that's what I thought it was because before they started dating she will always give like this nigga energy like uh, yeah you know like she's like disgusted by him you know but I mean who hasn't she done that with aside from Chris? She literally did that to every man, to me. No, because she was actually dating the people. I'm saying that before she was dating him, if you see pictures of them from before, like when they was at, I think, the Louis Vuitton show, and she's like kind of inching away from him, but he's all hugging up on her, like she always would be kind of like that with him. Or like when he tried to grab her butt and kiss her at the MTV Awards, and she was like, Flinching away, like mm-hmm. he always just seems to be kind of like, Ugh, he's so rocky, you know. <laughs> Come it's on, like, I didn't mind them dating. I thought it was fun. I think she deserves to just be having some fun and like, you know, them going on this like road trip for like six months, and you know, I just like, oh, that's fun, you know. But to be pregnant is like you really hitching your wagon to this man. Mm-hmm. And that I was shocked about. That makes sense. I think that it is. He doesn't. Well, first of all, you already know how I feel about men from New York. They have, um, they do not speak well. (laughs) Um, There's definitely some cognitive delays um, present. And it's just like, I don't know. I just wouldn't want to have a baby father that, like, 
can't hold a conversation. Trying to give like yeah, can't hold conversation and like can't string sentences together and like because like he can rap and I like this the, like I like his songs, but it seemed like when he's in conversation that there's there's trouble with sentence construction. You a little slow. Like, but all boys from New York have a hard time with sentence construction. Fair. But it's just like, I don't know. I just I just wouldn't want to be hitching my wagon to nobody that kind of gives re on a fifth grade level. Oh my God. It's getting worse. So <laughs> in an effort to be, let me put on my, my Dre hat and be diplomatic. In an effort to be diplomatic, I think that all of the things that y'all were saying about why y'all like them in a relationship and why y'all have to say that real quick even though i said that he can't read and write i do love them as a couple i think they're very cute as a couple i follow four of their couples fan pages <laughs> i have no shame i be on them bitches every day checking in on what they're up to i love them as a couple because i like people first of all i like seeing black couples that can dress we barely see that like you hardly ever see a couple where both of the people, people could dress, dress. Yeah, and where both of the people are cool, we don't see that with black people. Like That's where y'all, bad like, dressing. Stephanie be over it, but I get it. She's. I'm just saying, people be looking bad on my outfit. Aligned. I. That is the part of them that I'm trying to hold on such a high pedestal that it make me okay with everything else, honestly. But also, you gotta, you gotta look at the pages because their, their affection with each other is so cute. And you know, I don't even give, like, mushy, really. But me and Corey be texting, like, oh my God, I'm about to cry. Because it's like, <laughs> the way he looks at him, the way he looks at her, and the videos, the way they always... They're always hugging. They're never not hugging. Maybe and it's not like they're hugging to greet each other. They just be standing in the store and then she'll just lean over and hug him. Or they're in the store or they're in a restaurant and he'll just come hug her. Like they just, it's just cute. It is cute. And I'm starting to soften to the idea that it's cute. Like I'm like, let me stop being bitter and jaded and all my, uh, these niggas ain't shit shit real quick, long enough to be happy for my sis. You know what I mean? And all of the things that they exude are things that I'm like, well, this is the shit that I be complaining about. Can't nobody dress, ain't nobody cool, everybody lame, like, and they got the aesthetic piece and it looks like they have the, you know, emotional piece too, or else they wouldn't be going the long yard with it and promoting it like this. Rihanna could have easily said, all right, we're going to the clinic and nobody's ever gonna find out about this shit. We're done. But no, like you said, she is literally committed now. So I can't be mad, but you know I'm a shit talker, so I'm gonna talk shit anyway. But that's I'm gonna just leave it at that because I I don't mind them, honestly. I just think that there are things about Rocky I will have to get over to see them further. Yeah, I think we're all at the I think at the core, we're all gritting our teeth and but still smiling mm-hmm. and it, i've been like that with couples in real life i got friends that's in relationships now and i just be like chill but oh some mess just came to my phone go ahead see speak of the devil and the angels appear i mean but that's it i don't want to i don't want to bash them i actually would like to continue 
my journey in learning to love them. I'm happy for um, for the Myers um, Fenty family. Uh, we love Black love. So, and I'm just excited to see all her pregnancy outfits. So, I look like a baby in this in this little like camera. The doll always make a circle back to him. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Should we take a break, or should we do now playing and then take a break? I think we can take a break. That's long. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Why you trying to tell me I should wait up? Trying to get it right away. Got no time to ache, love. I don't need nobody better. Me, myself, and I. So I made it up, no time moving on and out. I'm not too patient. Oh, I know my body better. The curves and the lies. So we're back and we just got the awful news that fucking Gunna and Chloe are either filming a video or just being ridiculous in this damn store. First of all, Chloe looked the fuck terrible. Y'all know I really, really like Chloe and Halle. And it just upsets me so that she's being however she's being. That's one. So like one side we have her acting raunchily crazy and just being weird. And now on the other hand, we have her dating this like oddly shaped man. I'm just like, I could kind of forgive you being a slut for hire. Like if you just trying to put out this little like sexy image and you're trying to step out of your, the shadow of the group that you're in, like all of that good shit, like Britney Spears, your way to the top. I get it. I'm fine with it to a certain extent. It do make you look a little crazy, but I can deal with it because you can sing, you can perform. I see potential in you all of the above. Love your music with your sister. Great. But Gunna, he's sleuth-footed. Like, have some class. Oh. <laughs> Shit. They run around this store. She got on this, like, Rihanna run this town outfit. Like, it is not. <laughs> just don't have, like, what is it? The Good Girl Gone Bad era is dead, baby. Everybody stop trying to get I don't like it. I, I love Chloe Bailey. I really do like her. I think that she's a sweet girl. But this is not beyond reproach. I have things to say. I'm just praying that this is for a music video. That don't make they better have a song together. They do. I think they have a couple songs together because I think they're working on one for her and one for him. She's on his album. So, you know, let's 
hope that that's what this is because otherwise she's just getting on our nerves like for no reason <laughs> like what be wrong with her <laughs> i'm just gonna say a little bit before like that girl said on twitter i'm not about to waste my time with god on that <laughs> people be funny you're yeah. right what we really came to talk about was our now playing section. This is where we yell and scream and hoot and holler. <laughs> you seen the meme where it's the soda and they be one is hooting and one is hollering. And uh -huh, and that's us. <laughs> I'm the hoot, Steph is the holler. Hello. What are you listening to right now? Like what's new in the playlist? What are the girls giving? So it's funny because last episode we talked about, in case you missed it, and we were mentioning um, all the girls. EP from Amber Mark. Well, since that time, Amber has put out her album. It's so it's the album for me. Like every single song. I like Mark. And I like that she's coming into prominence, right? She been out for a little while. We wasn't talking about her too much at all. But 2022 might be her year. Her music is cute. Yeah, and she seems like a cute girl. I like that for her. So I love the album. It's all I've been listening to. Um, I have to go to New York for some coins tomorrow. And I cannot wait to spend the whole two hours listening to it while I'm asleep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what about you, Muse? What are you listening to? So y'all know how I feel about Spotify. It's really like the platform for music discovery. I get put onto so many new artists just by letting my shit play. And then they become people who I'm like favoriting. I, I want to say... A lot of the people that we've talked about over the years have been people that I literally discovered just by listening to playlists on Spotify. So I have two people. One of them was a recent find just off some Spotify shit. Her name is Olivia Escuyos. I hope I'm not butchering her last name, but very, very, very good singer. Cute music. It goes in the same vein as like uh, uh, Joyce Rice, but it's even more sultry than that because I feel like you could kind of get up and dance and do a boom cat for your life to Joyce's music. This music is a little softer and like sexier. Mm. And it's still like vocally on the same level. It's still cool on the same level. Really like her. I think that her songs have been played on a couple different shows. But I, she just literally popped up, and I was like, oh, wait. She's got a song called Got Me that I love. I've been playing her song Attention, like, all day long. Love her. Check her out. But then there's this other guy. His name is Emmanuel. And everybody has been sending me him. Like, one of my straight homeboys was hitting me up about him. He was like, you got to listen to this, man. Love Emmanuel. He be singing like shit, blah, blah, blah. His music is very, like, Frank Ocean of the future. And this is a conversation I kind of want to have on another episode, but I'll introduce it here. I think that when these artists that we love disappear for long stints of time, 
they kind of make room for people who are inspired by them to come in and take over. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that yet because I like this guy's music, but Frank Ocean isn't really a vocalist to me. He's more of like a feelings artist. His, right. his lyrics are good. He puts you in a specific mood, a specific mindset. He tells really good stories. But if somebody came along that could sing like shit and made that same type of music, who would you like better? And that's where I'm at with Emmanuel. He's got songs that make you think about your place in love. It's a song he got called Thought It'd Be Easy. Maybe it wasn't. It really wasn't. I thought it was too. Wasn't easy at all. His song, I Need a Doctor, is everything. I love his song, PTH. Ugh, just music. Check him out. He's probably one of my new favorite finds of the year so far. I know it's only February, but I be listening to music, so y'all will too. The, the project is called Alt Therapy, and it, it literally is like a therapy session. Like the stuff that he be talking about, I be like, wow. It really makes you think about some shit. And like being, it's like, am I, am I single or am I just like on a self-love journey? Like, it's just like a whole bunch of shit. M-I-E-Y-E. E-Y-E. I mean, and that wasn't a question I was posing myself. Y'all know I love me. Oh. <laughs> it, I think that he will put other people in that, in that like thought process. But music is out. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know you want to eat it. I'm going to eat it. See, everything goes back to Rihanna. Actually, everything goes back to Tanashi, but prior to Nashi, everything used to go back to Rihanna. Oh, and look, next episode, all we talking about is the deluxe of 333. I hope y'all know that. Yeah. They're about to be mad because it's getting a whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real crazy. <laughs> It's a few people that are out that I have like been paying a little bit more attention to since our last episode. Cause that, in case you missed it, like deep dive made me realize there's people that I just missed. This is a guy named C.S. Armstrong who has a cover of James Blake's Limit to Your Love. Love him. Oh, send that link. Yeah, it's everything. Yeah, that's my phone. It's another guy. You showed me him on Instagram. His name is like. Tim Hall, he's got the song Orange, but I, it's, it's either a group featuring him or it's him featuring a group. The group is called Ballad. It's real 70s. I don't to send it to you to make you lust. Oh, well, it didn't do that, but thank God, I'm tired of lusting. I have <laughs> in my life that just send men. Anytime somebody see a fat butt, they sending it. Anytime somebody see a boy that could dress, they sending it. Anytime somebody seeing like the regular Instagram give that I go up for, they sending it. And I'm sick of it. Everybody stop, take them you. Please and thank you. I have two like- I have general, men, anything, leave them alone. It's giving silence. He's fed up with us. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, the only friend of mine that really be like, Muse hate his friends. <laughs> I be trying to stay out the way. I'm like, let me not quote because no, it's, he is I'm, I'm set up and stupid. <laughs> I am managing. Finally giving it up. Listen, giving up is hard to do. That's what Donnie Hathaway said. <laughs> but even Genevieve, Baby Powder is my favorite song off that project, but the song, song. Jayla Darden got a new song out. Oh, it's, like, it's people. I don't feel like the song you was listening to was new. 
that you was talking about um we was on the phone oh and that was one that it looked again spotify doing the spotify shit some girl named Shrita, she got this song called Cruise, singing down. Me and Steph was like, oh, wait. Like, literally on the phone, getting ready for the episode, and then music was just music in. Why would her name be Sharita? I'm hoping that she's, like, Islamabad or um, Arabian Nights and Arabian Days. I don't know. I, I just, she, I don't want her to be black with that name. <laughs> name Sharita. Because <laughs> that's, like, so country and ghetto is painful. <laughs> Shrita, uh-uh, I don't like it. Ooh, you really just made it do a thing. See, see. <laughs> but that is the nail player section. Get you a piece. I'm still listening to FK Twigs. I'm still listening to Summer. Like music is out. Nah, man, love it. Everybody taping. I think that it's gonna be another good year for music. Like 2021 really did the did. And I don't really see any signs of people letting up. Yeah, I don't either. I know everybody's like, oh, R&B's coming back. No, it's been, it's been doing this thing, and it's only going to get better. I'm not buying this. Not buying what? This rude bag, it looked like a cigarette case, but it's um, $10.95. I thought, you, um, I thought you wasn't shopping no more. I'm not, but this just popped up when I opened up my internet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was a shopping award. It's funny because I hate lies. I'm not. Until my couch and my bed is fully functional. Come on, my couch and my bed. I love it. Because since the last time that we recorded, I've just been having furniture drama. And they sent me the wrong color couch after they brought my couch and didn't tell me that they were coming. So that's mm-hmm. twice. <laughs> My bed, they had to quote us three different times because I get a designer discount. So now we get an additional 10% off of the designer discount and they still didn't quote us right. Oh my God, that is too much. It is. It's fine. Mm. God is trying to teach me patience. I'm sure I said that on this episode before. It's fine. I sound like Tiffany from Instagram. It's fine. It's fine. Um... So, okay, back to Hot Topics. What did we think about the Janet documentary? Fire. Yeah. I, I usually feel some kind of way about Lifetime Productions in general because they have a good way of fucking shit up. But I think that they did Janet justice and they, they let her control the narrative and they also let her say what she wanted to say. Because as a fan, I think you know that there's some ins and outs of her life and her family history that they just don't speak on. But she let enough out there for the people to infer what she is and is not all right with. And I like that. Yeah, it was definitely uh, some dancing around that happened. But overall, I love any documentary that allows the artist to or the person that's being like profiled to tell their own story instead of, you know, rounding up everybody that think they know them real well. Mm-hmm. So like talk about it. And I also just feel like we never really heard from Janet. Right. She's never done anything like this before. She's been hush hush her whole career. So the fact that she was saying anything, I think was what made me be like, oh, we got to watch this. Mm-hmm. Like watch it unfold and it be the truth. 
Like, cause even, like I said, the stuff she was dancing around, you could kind of see what it was given. Cause I've been saying this from the beginning, Janet and Michael had a very strange relationship. I really do not believe that it was all bubblegum drops and popsicles with them all the time. I think that they have a respect for each other's craft and him passing has made her feel like I have to honor his name in a certain way. So she's not going to blaspheme him or say anything bad. But Michael was upset that Janet became almost as famous as him. Like he didn't like that. And I think that she felt that even though she didn't really care about fame. Which I did not know. I didn't know that either. And I love that she was talking about how like she just wanted, like she wanted to go to college. Like she was not thinking nothing about being no star. It was just like what came with being in their family. She wanted to be the Pepperdine princess. And Joe was like, (laughs) not my watch. But it it speaks to the dynamic of what she was born into that she was kind of forced into it. Um, And then when she finally was like, all right, if I got to do this, it's got to be on my terms. And we got control and everything that came after that. And her star like rose to the top. Michael was seething. I know that he was. Muse lives and dies by this allegation. So Hmm. I don't want to make the whole episode about that, but. We'll chat offline. <laughs> I, um, I'm trying to think for some other great moments. Okay. So, Renee Alessandro. Um, I didn't know that... I, I never knew how they met each other. And mm-hmm. so, hearing how he basically had a friend that was at her house that was like, oh, I'm at Janet Jackson house, come over and Doll didn't leave for a decade. That is crazy. <laughs> Doll didn't leave. <laughs> People will find their way to yin 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 into your life. And I just didn't, I, I just, I don't know. In my mind, I feel like when you're a famous person, the people that come in your life are also either famous or rich. So I didn't realize he was just some little Spanish boy off the street. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because they talked about what we knew growing up was that they were, you know, creative partners and he was like her creative director. So I'm thinking that he's somebody and they just happened to meet and have this amazing working relationship. But I didn't know that he was just some like man on drugs that showed him at the house. Yeah. Uh, and then that was another interesting thing about just her love history, like her romantic history in general, she was like, she's attracted to people with addictions. And then she thought that she had broke her own cycle dating Renee, and then she found out that his ass was on drugs too. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a lie. Because you don't really know about that. I feel like Renee wasn't super public. He was always there, but it was given, it was given Amber Rose, never talk. Yeah, like he was just around. Didn't nobody know what he did, what his presence was for, who he was. And then when it came out that they were together, because I didn't know that they were together during Poetic Justice time frame. He was on set and everything. I knew, but see, the thing is, I knew she when he was around because he would be like in the pictures with her and like in Jet and Ebony and stuff. But they didn't tell us they were married yeah. until they were getting a divorce. Right. Because they got married months into dating each other, right? Something like that. She always had Something like a. Real fast, because Reby didn't like it. Yeah. 
But Ruby don't like nothing. Ruby is the church of the household. She don't like nothing. She was the star, honestly, of the documentary because all she Ruby, was going off. The cinnamon was hot. And like that was actually like her character back when they was young too, because it was videos, home videos, where she was just like, "I don't really like it." Talking about Michael grabbing his crotch and stuff like that. I was like, "Ruby think that she is faster." She ain't like nothing. I kind of like that. That's funny to me. You need one that's just anti. <laughs> I don't know. Renee's interesting to me because it seemed real sweet until it didn't. Mm. And I didn't realize how softly he was manipulating her into literally everything. And everything. it also goes to show, and we can talk about this like further in the Sisis career too, because at this point we probably should have a full documentary episode. Like when you think about biopics or documentaries of your, it's always a man that pushes the woman to go the super sexual route. And I didn't know that about her relationship with Renee. It makes sense for Biggie and Kim, right? But I didn't know that that was a piece of Janet's anything. I thought that was her idea. Me too. I thought it was giving, I'm grown now. Mm -hmm. Let me give you somebody, some whatever. I had no idea that it was giving Renee's orchestration. Yeah, that's also creepy to me. Not because of the sexual aspect, but because it was him. And he don't come across like that at all. So that means, what is it really giving? If that's in your mind. Listen, the people that we don't think are sexy be having sex, so. Well, that's. <laughs> so remember how we gagged about, um, remember how we gagged about um, Lion Babe? Like, we did not know that that man was her boyfriend in real life. So, I. And we was like, these songs is about him? Yeah. I think we found out at two different points. But when I found out, I was just like, what? And then when you found out, you was like, excuse me, doll. I, I can see are you shocked? I could see people finding Lion Babe's boyfriend attractive. I don't think he's No, I think he's up. cute, but he gives cute and looking at him as attractive gives pedophilia because he looks young. I'm not gonna go that route. <laughs> I'm not doing that with you right now. He just looks I, I like them together. He looks it's extremely true. young. Like there's some people who, because they look so young, it's like, ugh, you being attracted to them gives me you like children. Yeah, because why? Don't worry about anybody that likes Ariana Grande. Love Ariana Grande. I will attach a ponytail to this bush whenever she wants me to. But the fact that she is decreasing her cosmetic surgeries to look even more infantile and K-pop like is strange. And now she married. So you got a breast reduction, you got a ponytail facelift. You, let me not, this is not the Lori Hill show. I don't want to clock all of the, the, um, the girl's garments, but she looks more baby than she used to. She pinched her nose up. I didn't her. realize she got her, um, her boobs taken down. Yeah, she looks like a child. I never quite Yeah, understood. she looks like a 12 year old K-pop girl. Yeah, it's very strange. And I love Blackpink, but uh, they look older than Ariana. Oh, yeah, Ariana is definitely regressing, and this is creepy. Um, Which is a trend currently. The Kardashians have decreased in size. Summer Walker deflated her hips and looks more, you know, like she used to. I'm down for it. But when you already look like a baby spice, you can't do but so much digressing. Yeah, it gives infantile, and that gives creepy. Mm. Mm. 
But circling back to Renee and his creepiness, I didn't, I just didn't know. So learning more about his influence on her was interesting to watch. The fact that he, a lot of the footage from the documentary came from the fact that he never didn't have a camera in his hand. That was also interesting. She had to tell him to stop filming when they would visit her mom. He would be asking interview questions while they was on vacation, just to her and the dancers. Love that the dancers were actual friends and went on tour and vacation. And vacation. That was everything to me. But, but I, I also will say, though, that even though he was being super, super, super annoying with the camera, I know that now she's happy that she has that footage. Oh, for sure. In because the moment, it was probably I think you also saw Janet in a way that we never seen her before. Yeah. We don't get to see, like... Her be fun and hang out and mm -hmm. be cute. None of that. That's why I just wanted to commend Lifetime, because I love Wendy Williams, but they let her ruin a lot of star-facing knowledge. Like... Oh, what do you mean? Well, you know that Wendy Williams is, like behind the scenes or was behind the scenes at Media Takeout and Wendy Williams was or is behind the scenes at Lifetime. Media Takeout? Yeah. It's like a a blogger tale that she was involved in Media Takeout. Interesting. Like when I used to intern slash help out slash just be around them Concrete Loop niggas, it was always Something with Sandra Rose and something with Wendy Williams. Sandra Rose is mess in distress. Yeah, personified. And no Over the years, we've gotten the Whitney biopic on Lifetime, the Tony Braxton biopic on Lifetime, the Aaliyah biopic on Lifetime. I think that there were a couple others that I might. Wait, pick. we ain't get no Tony biopic. Yes, we did. Did we? Yeah. Who was in it? She wasn't famous, but that was when everybody learned that Brandy got, I mean, Anita Baker gave Tony Braxton the Love Should Have Brought You Home Last Night song. That was supposed to be for Anita Baker on the Brown Boomerang soundtrack. Come on, Brown Sugar, it's always on my mind. You have seen this. I know you have. It came out of like 2015 or 2016. Uh, oh, I'm did I, did I see it and just don't remember it? It was good. It was one of the better ones. They had that lady from General Hospital who played in everything to play Miss Evelyn. I'm gagging. I'm a, I do not remember. So the Aaliyah one. We'll watch today. <laughs> the Aaliyah one was terrible. The Tony one was kind of good to me. And then the Whitney one was like, okay. But Whitney, Wendy Williams promoted them on her show. And she I love the Wendy one. The Wendy, well, it was hers. So, of course, she did that one justice. The Wendy one was bomb. But see, this is why we need to have a documentary episode so I can read all of these for film. Yeah, this is not, it's not clicking. <laughs> I'm sad that you didn't. Was it the, the Clark sisters one on Lifetime too? I think so. That one was bomb. Yeah, that was good. I can't speak to Wendy's involvement in that one. It was definitely good. Um, I, but I, while we're on the topic of Janet's like love interest, there's a fit an affinity there for Jermaine because she 
loves that man today. Like, to today. <laughs> like, because, first of all, did you peep how whenever she talks about any of the previous men in her life, she was, even like, even if it was like her family, there was like a sadness over her. Mm -hmm. But when she talked about Jermaine, mama lit up. She was giggling and smiling. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute now. It's giving butterflies. Still. Still. And I, seeing how she reacts to him makes me understand their relationship. Because, of course, at the time, I was on the side of, she can do better, he don't look good enough, blah, 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 blah. But it, you just, you look, you never know who the match got for you. And they seemed like a good match to me. But he, of course, being himself, cheated. And she wasn't having that, and I love that for her. Cheated, and um, when she was saying, I thought this was very a very key thing. When she was talking about how he just worked all the time, she was like, mm -hmm. he would be in the studio all night, then he would want to go to the club, then he would sleep, but that's during the day when I want to do stuff, but yeah. then he'd be back at the studio. And I was like, that was also her first relationship where the man had a job. Yeah. Because everybody she that. was with were either unemployed or under her employee. Yeah. And so they could be with her all the time. And then when she was, she was back in the day when she was young dealing with the DeBarge joint, it just wasn't the same amount of busyness that came with. Well, by the time I think they was really, really married, his star was declining. Falling. And that's another thing. I think that not that her star was declining, because if you're a Jackson, your star can't. Decline. No, his star was declining. No, I'm just I'm going back to her and Jermaine, like oh. her being on the downward turn, like just kind of like on break from music while they were dating, and then him helping her with her comeback album. I feel like she just had more time to be in a relationship, and his timing wasn't always there for them, because he was mm -hmm. doing stuff with Mariah, he was doing stuff, he was doing stuff with everybody around the time that they were together. And on top of that, like, they were not living in the same place. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. You know how I feel about long distance. The long distance is killing you like Brandy. Listen, a song. That song has, like, made me emotional before, actually. <laughs> we know, girl. I'm just not, mm -mm. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to say I have a long day from work. I'm going to want a glass of wine and to lay on your butt. And I can't do that if you live in Bethusa. <laughs> Muse hate a long distance love, child. Well, because black and gay, if I lived in LA, I would be married by now. Like, it's just like, if I lived in, you know how, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that this is a gay thing, actually. But I do see it all the time. Niggas, because of the internet, really be in full-fledged digital relationships with people or like could be more if they just lived in closer proximity. And I vowed to stop that a while ago, but I do know that if I lived in other places, it would just be a different set for me romantically. No, that's true. Yeah. I'm also not moving right now, so. Yeah, I just, if you're not going nowhere else, so. Moving is late. Uh, I hate it. So, um, also, I, she did not give us a glimpse of that baby, but I do like that she talked about it. Mm-hmm. 
We're not seeing the baby, and we have to be fine with that. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. It's fine. We're not seeing the baby. It's fine. Black History Month. It's fine. That is fine. Black History Month actually is wild and wild and wild and wilder every year, but we don't have to talk about that either. Oh, this is definitely the worst Black History Month because um, y'all been embarrassing. <laughs> Why is everybody going off like this? It's been heartbreaking to watch. Black History Month said, told y'all I was going to bump like this. And it is bumping like nothing. The beats are not being bumped. Oh but oh, speaking of beats being bumped, I also feel like the Janet documentary should have been a multi night experience. Like more than just the two. Two nights was not enough because they were rushing through the music so fast. Like I wanted to hear more about each album, but I did appreciate the footage that we did get of her in the studio with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis when she was cussing him out. Love that. She was like, "What's so funny?" <laughs> I'm gonna come out there and I'm leaving. I'm going home. I don't have to take this. <sighs> she basically said, I don't give a fuck in her voice. And pooch, mama left. <laughs> she was like, I'm sick of it. But even I'm through with it, love. I'm finally giving it up, baby. Listen, a song. I even like Back, back to the relationship with Michael. I even like the behind the scenes that we got from them working with him on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the scream story was alarming. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Michael did not like that lady. What happened with Scream was Janet I, only I even, like that lady. It's funny. <laughs> Janet only, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I'm like, Janet only even signed on to do Scream because it was in the middle of Michael's turmoil with all of the child accusations and allegations. Sorry, y'all, I live by a bridge now. If y'all can hear all of this moving and grooving. <laughs> like that iguana on IG. Oh my God, y'all, please tell Stephanie to leave me alone on the internet. She sent me this fucking iguana that was doing the suavemente dance. And his back was just moving. I was like, why would you know how to dance like this, you lizard? <laughs> it says that's Pacito, baby. <laughs> that back ain't have no bones. It probably didn't really have bones. That's how like reptiles work. Hilarious. So fast forward to Scream. Janet is thinking that she's doing a service to her brother by helping him out, doing a song where they can vent basically, get out their aggressions, and just go off as a family. They write their own parts. The footage of them writing together was cute. And come time to shoot, and his team wouldn't even let her on set with him to see what he was doing in his solo parts. She couldn't get access to him the entire time that they were shooting unless they had a visual moment together. That's my little sister. Why would I? I'm telling y'all. He don't like that lady. (laughs) I just think, I think that they have so much love for each other. I think that it's, it's like, Michael Jackson, think about how we look at Beyonce, right? Like Beyonce makes everything specific to her fame. Like she really wants to be this like legendary, cataclysmic, virtuoso talent of an artist that we have in a day where we don't really have any legends. And I kind of respect her for that. When Michael Jackson wanted to be famous so bad, I think he prided himself on being like the meal ticket of the family forever. 
Mm. And five, it was really just him that was holding down the fort. And mm. then who kind of was like not even really interested and everything that he got came easy to her. And she For didn't her. work as hard mm-hmm. because she was just that girl. And she was just hearing it. Like when they were just like we've all seen Janet perform. It's everything iconic. But Something about watching the little rehearsal parts and then seeing it reflected on stage, I was just like, she's really the one. Yeah. Yeah. How's it feel to be the one? Every girl after. Say that you come out and you are more of a Diana Ross type of artist. It's going to be something a little Janet about you. Say that yeah. you come out and you're more of a Whitney Houston type of artist. It's going to be something a little bit Janet about you. That's just how... Her impact has been. Come on, it's gonna be something a little Janet about you. <laughs> T-shirts made. <laughs> but I enjoyed the documentary. I thought that it was a very important watch. I'm glad that I watched it outside of the group chat because I feel like I didn't have to rewind as much as when I watched stuff with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even what I was trying to say, but yeah, that too. No, I just mean like I got to watch it on my own. Like I took a couple days over the weekend after it aired and I watched it on like that Sunday and I watched both of them back to back. Yeah, because you watched it real after the fact. Yeah, but y'all jumped into the live comments just like y'all was watching it with me. <laughs> we had to circle back. It was really good though. Was. Happy to have watched, enjoyed. Can't wait till you watch Kanye so we can talk about Kanye. Yeah, I, as y'all know, I'm on the fence about Kanye because I love him. I love his output artistically. I like what he does in fashion, but I kind of hate him right now. I just want it all to stop. So I'm really excited to see the documentary because history. I know that it goes bad. The scenes with that mom is going to take you out. Oh, God. The scenes with that mom is really going like, do you? So if y'all don't know, Stephanie is Artfish and got exclusive access to the documentary before everybody else via Sundurns. But it's out now, so. That's Sundurns. <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> It came out, I think, over the weekend. So I'm going to take a look, and then we'll have a circle back and talk about all of the people's documentaries, good, bad, ugly. Yeah. It, it, it was really well done. And I'm not being a Kanye apologist. I know people be trying to come with all that. It's not giving it. Um, but <laughs> I do think the film was very, very well done. I'm happy for him. He needs something to endear the people in his time of strife. Yeah, but he also needs to get off Instagram. Yeah, and they need to take his phone away from him in general. It's that bad. It's that mean. It's that, no, it's that gif of <laughs> yeah. sitting in the chair with his feet up and Michelle just come yank that phone. It's giving that. Somebody need to yank that fucking phone. Yeah. What else is going on in the world of Black History Month? Uh, African America got the biggest shout out ever at the Super Bowl. It was Oh a- yeah, well I mean you know the girls have to pander. <laughs> I really said it like that so that you could say that. <laughs> ah! Stephanie be over it. 
Because my whole thing is like, I don't like when stuff not done with finesse. Like, mm-hmm. I should not be able to know that y'all are trying to suck up the black people. I do agree with that. It's it's weird. Because that's what it is. It's y'all sucking up and we can see that. Like, what the world is saying? We could feel it. <laughs> That lady is crazy. Love her. Uh, I mean, but, but you know, everybody looked nice. Yeah, everybody looked nice. I, I, thought that it was, I thought that it was a good halftime show. Halftime shows don't always be good. Like, I actually want to just point that out. Pandering or not, unless it's overwhelmingly black, it don't be something I care about. You ain't like, um, let's get loud last year. Not as much as everybody else. We gotta stop saying let's get loud. I ate. I'm sorry. J Lo and Shakira ate. I was loving it. J Lo and Shakira did eat. But when I found out that Shakira was attached to the billing, I was like, oh, they're trying to not make it as black as it could be. Because J Lo career is heavily influenced by African American. No, I think they wanted to make it Spanish because everybody was mad that they had the Spanish people locked up in cages down to the um, um, ice. Yeah. yeah. So they was like, well, we got to distract we gotta distract the Spanish people from their mission. Yeah. I think that at this point... And let's get loud. <laughs> that is definitely part of it. Because saying let's get loud is so funny. It's only because that crazy lady said it at the inauguration. If she didn't do that, I feel like I would laugh a little less. But why would you in, in, interject that into America the Beautiful? Let's get laugh. Or whatever the fuck she was saying. I was like, excuse me? Ooh, that is funny. I love J-Lo, but she is wild for that. Psychopath. A Leo. Yeah, okay, so let's take it back. Shakira and J-Lo A. I liked Beyonce and Bruno Mars, of course, but I liked Beyonce by herself more. Beyonce- I like Beyonce by herself more just because I didn't I don't think I like Bruno Mars songs then yet. Oh, that makes sense. Cause we give And I also did like that the sun was up. I don't like when the sun be up at, at Super Bowl. It looks more glamorous when it's dark and it's giving light show. Okay. <laughs> because when when it's broad daylight at the Super Bowl, you don't get the full to me. It give to me. It give um, it give homecoming performance. <laughs> I don't like when we disagree, and I still see where you be coming from. I be wanting to like fully be like no, but I guess I do understand that. <laughs> But it's only because we went to an HBCU. Them people in them Super Bowl stands don't know nothing about homecoming for real. Yeah, it's just, I just don't like it. I, that's, that's not neither here nor there for me. I just, it was, whenever they do these groups, I'd be like, give one person a concert. I initially felt a way about this year's Super Bowl lineup because Mary J only got one song produced by Dr. Dre. So, like, if this is supposed to be a Dr. Dre moment, y'all only put her up there because she's a woman and she's famous as hell in comparison to... She don't got nothing to do with them. Like, that, it was supposed to be, like, a, a black L.A., 
resounding situation. And Mary J. Blige is the farthest thing from a West Coast girl that the music has. <laughs> she looked bomb. She did good. I love the family affair moment. No more drama is not something that I ever want to hear at a celebratory anything. Why did she sing that? that she said that Dr. Dre suggested it. Dr. Dre is weird and also a bad person. I was trying to be nice. Also, I think that they also felt like they needed to have a woman up there because the women was going to come with the Dr. Dre allegations. They still were. But, I mean, Mary did soften the blow, I guess. That's what I think. All this stuff, they be really trying to do PR on the low. Yeah, it's a little political. Super Bowl is getting more and more political each year. Apparently, they also told Eminem not to kneel during his performance. So at the end, when everybody was clapping, he knelt and just didn't get up. <laughs> and, um, and, um, Kendrick. Kendrick. They was like, and hey, we hate trying to do this dead in the streets for show. And I was like, first of all, y'all know the, what the lyrics of the song say. So why would you censor when you already know what the song gives? Yeah. I was surprised that they let him do that song at all. At all. But Mary was saying that it's like her favorite. Um, Kendrick song? And she keep calling him Kindred. <laughs> In all the interviews, I'm like, I love aunts because they can't pronounce nobody's name right. And they're going to call you what they want to. <laughs> it is also nice to see just Mary like happy and in a good place and with the people and having fun because y'all know how I feel ever since I seen her documentary mama don't smile she's unhappy she's just tattered and torn not tattered and torn but she seemed like she's getting her happy back post just fine and I like that for her no Mary is having a time of her life like just in general I feel like ghetto Hollywood music industry 45 plus is having a ball like i feel like ever since the verses with um with the locks that that age <laughs> has really been they're making it really cool to be uncles and aunties they are having so much fun like yeah. they're just having a good ass time and even seeing mary at um the basketball games and stuff what's it called what's the best what's it called the All-Star Weekend? The All-Star. Mary just looks so good. about sports, y'all. It's, like, real bad. <laughs> well, I know what All-Star is because that's where the birds go get their men after they get their BBL. I just was blanking. Um, but in all the videos at the All-Star, she just was hugging everybody. She just looks so – she looked like a fan in some ways. Not saying that in a shady way. Oh, yeah, but she just looked excited to see people – well, y'all know Mary used to be like, oh, what's up? Exactly. And so we see her, like, jumping up and down to hug AI and, like, Michael Jordan. I was like, oh, Mary. Michael Jordan hugged her a little bit inappropriately, but she let it slide, so I'm going to let it slide. But he also is old and crazy. And you know old people, like, he, I was, somebody made a compilation video of him hugging everybody all weekend. Drunk and uncle is a bad combination. To be fair, I'm inappropriate as well, but I also be having consent. And I feel like with women, it's a little different. I don't know how I feel about the way that these people just be hugging y'all. It's creepy. And then there was a video that they posted of a time, like a little while ago, where Tyrese and her were taking a picture, and he tried to put his hand on her thigh, and she smacked it away. I was like, oh. Wait, who did? 
Tyrese. Well, you know Tyrese is nuts. Freakways. MJ had the privilege. I'm gonna let it slide. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but Mary had her a good time, but I would have a good time too if I dropped a bomb ass album. Let's talk about that after I say that Adele ain't no nobody in that front row, and that is funny to watch. Okay, you know, um, how I like my white people, <laughs> white, and Adele is violently white, like. She don't know who nobody at that fucking game was. She did not know who nobody was all weekend. <laughs> and these, are, these are the most famous black people on planet Earth. She can't tell you who none of them were. Adele was lost in the sauce. The camera pointed to her to just show that she was in the audience. And she didn't even look at the camera. She didn't know what was going on at all. Like, she just was Mama there. has never been to the ghetto because that's what the All-Star is. The All-Star is the ghetto. The All-Star weekend is a hood fantastic on an annual basis and Adele is just out there like <laughs> like when I tell you I've never heard of a white person talk about all-star ever 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 I only heard drug dealers ball like athletes and get money girls talk about all-star how does that happen like how do black people just ransack events to the point where it don't even exist in the white world meanwhile there's a shitload of white basketball players and they have to play during All-Star Weekend, and they fans don't even know about All-Star Weekend. Like, what is it? Maybe because white, because whenever, in any city that's having All-Star, it's like every bird you know is about to descend upon that city. Every game money nigga you know about to descend upon that city. And it's always be in black-ass cities. It'll never be nowhere where black people like, oh, I'm good. Because like, even Cleveland, <laughs> like, Cleveland is a black place. Atlanta, Vegas. Fucking New Orleans, like the places be black. And like not where like upper crust blacks will like easily no. find it. Like no. it's, it's where you know the people are at. Like <laughs> and they be out. Poor Adele. She he probably had her in the club with Dream Doll and Ari. Dream Doll and Cash Doll look good together at that club though. Yeah, well Ari and Jada was there too. Like if you no, look right in the picture I seen. Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. like, can you imagine Adele in the club with Jada Waiter just <laughs> donuts? But it's weird because I know Jada Waiter is an Adele fan. Like black girls be liking Adele, love Adele, and Jada Waiter not really ghetto, but still, she's around. Yeah, that was funny. Poor Adele, she's probably ready to go. Like, all right, but, but that's I what I have to see. That's the thing. These white girls. Begin with these black men, and they don't be, they don't never give no black men of upper echelons. <laughs> Did you say like that live the same kind of lifestyle as them? They gonna get with ghetto and then be looking like a fish out of water, girl. But I would also rather her look like a fish out of water and not be uncomfortable than try to assimilate and then look uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely. I would. Be well, she already do got the Kardashian makeover, so That's in some ways she is blacking it up. If you have the, the tasteful facial work of an Adele and you not all of a sudden wearing bamboo earrings and Fendi prints on, I'm cool with that. She still be wearing suits all the time. <laughs> but I feel like it's on the way. Like I don't I don't feel like because she's already facially Kardashian. 
I do not think that the rest is far off. If Adele start walking around looking like Chloe, I might lose it. Because I it, can see it happening. It don't even make sense. Her music don't even skew skinny jeans. Like she needs to be in a dress. <laughs> But you know, white girls will yin yin ying around the aesthetic when it comes to their black man. So I do like if, her. If he's a black man of a certain type of, they look of a certain ilk. Yeah, they, because if he if he ghetto, she's definitely going to change his her give around. I'm just trying to think like all the black guys that's with non-black girls. There is an aesthetic that them girls got. I know what you're talking about. And Adele is starting to lean into that give. I don't want that for her. I don't think she's going to be ghetto and be trying to like hang out with rappers or nothing, but her aesthetic is definitely transitioning. I'm just saying. So, Mary's album. Y'all know how I feel. I really think that the world has given Mary J. Blige to merch just in general but i am with her when she write and the music be good this album is good (laughs) this album is good straight through good like no skips good i skip amazing oh wait okay i'm lying i don't like none of the singles so i refuse to listen to good morning gorgeous and i refuse to listen to amazing but rent do rent money Oh, I'm thinking Santana. Rant, rant, do. Speaking of ghetto, let me turn mine down. Rent money. Oh, sorry. I love that song. Didn't need Davies. Just be fine in the corner. But I love Mary's parts. And that is crazy that that is actually like a factual song. And that's what it was given around the divorce between her and Kendrick. Ken don't. Ken don't. I hate a dude. I can't with him. Yeah. The irritating thing about his name is black people call people's named Kendall Kendall anyway. What? Like, my name is Michael. My cousin be like, Michael. Yeah, your name Michael. (laughs) It's the same thing. Nobody says Michael. Yeah. It's Michael. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Kendu. So Kendu name is Kendall to me. <laughs> when I'm dead. Um, Off with his head. So, yeah. I, but, uh, okay. But did you at least listen to the Good Morning Gorgeous intro to hear her singing? So I haven't revisited to go back, but I will because you said that. But when... No... <laughs> Stephanie is upset. She knows that I, we talked about this on the last episode. I do not like that song. So okay, but the but the intro, not the song. When I saw that there was an intro to it, I wrote it off. I just said, "Well, I'll be skipping tracks five and six. Let's go to seven. I can't. I can't. But I love. No, her. You have to listen to it because it start with her screaming. Okay, I'll and listen. then they start talking. And you hear like Lucky murmuring in the background. Lucky not leaving Mary J's writing camp. And I oh her. wait a minute. And so I was watching her press because Mary is doing very '90s style press for this album. And um, she was on Breakfast Club, and they were very informed. Unlike Ebro in the morning, they knew nothing. 
um, they was like, oh, so um, the interlude for Good Morning Gorgeous, like, it sounded like her and Lucky was in the studio with you. And she was like, yeah, I always wanted to work with her. I love her. And, you know, me and Lucky are very good friends. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lucky's been in Mary's writing camp for, like, four albums now, very quietly. I love that realization that we're having right now. It's a moment. And this just continues, like, him racking up legends that rock with him. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about him later because we will have verses on this docket today. But before we get there, Mary's album still bomb. The song with Fibio for it needed to be a single. Listen. Fibio or Fabio? Because I feel like you be wrong. Fabio. Because his nickname is Fabi. That's ghetto. I don't know what none of it means, but and Fabio <laughs> honestly can't talk. But I love his verse on um, on top. And you know what else I love about this album? Mary is talking her shit. We never really heard Mary like on, like she'll talk her shit like sometimes. But I feel like with on top and no idea, she's really really talking her shit like on um on. On top, she say, who run it, career, the longest, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love like, it. It's you, Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a, a shit talker. I can't lie. Like, the, the album is good. I love that I can hear Cool and Dre all up and through the yin yin and the keyboards and the nooks and the crannies and the drums and the percussion kits. Love that. There are production moments that are very reminiscent to Everything is Loved by the Carters without sounding like I'm trying to have a sound that Beyonce and Jay-Z did first. Mm -hmm. The music is just good. We can go track for track. Like, I don't think I've liked a Mary album all the way through like this since Old Mary. And that's what I was saying. I, I always love Mary albums, but I'm definitely going to be skipping around. This album definitely gave me, I had the same feeling listening to this album the same time, the same way when I first heard Mary from 1999. Exactly, exactly. It, it, I had that same feeling or the same feeling I had when I revisit Share My World. Like, it's how I feel about this album. Like, sure, I, I, I am a Mary fan. Like, I love Mary. But it's just something about the energy of this album that feel like past years. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they were able to tap into classic Mary motifs, but make it sound new. It's yes. Like, no idea. Let me go to the track list so I can get my, my paperwork in order. No idea. And some of the songs that follow really have a very strong back in the day Mary feel, but they sound like brand new songs. Right. Not like that. I think Here, Here With Me is another one. Um, Ooh, here with me is a problem. One of my favorite songs on the project, actually. That song just feels so good. Anderson Pop is quietly becoming somebody I care a lot about. And I really didn't. I always liked him. I never had an issue with him, but I wouldn't rush to listen to his solo projects. And yeah. I feel like post. I didn't care until the last album, the his last solo album. Good. But post Silk Sonic, post. Him popping up everywhere in everybody's music. I got time. Here with me is an issue. Here with me is my favorite song. We played this game in the group chat where we went around <laughs> and did our favorite Mary 
song off of this album and our favorite Mary song, period. Mm-hmm. Here with me was mine for this album. Yeah. Um, but of course. Um, <laughs> it's hard. On this album, uh Right, as of right now, my favorite song on the album is Need Love with Usher. Ahead. Because I feel like we, that, that particular sound, like the way the chorus sounds, I never heard Mary sound like that before or make a song that sound like the, the chorus. So I'm just been obsessed with Need Love. Um, but man, I love everything. Love Without the Heartbreak, Failing in Love, Enough. Love will never. Love will never is a banger. I don't understand the single choices, and I want to have a conversation with pretty much everybody involved. That's for you, A and R Eddie. <laughs> I wasn't gonna name no names, but oh, uh, but we love A and R Eddie. He's everything. Like I definitely like tweeted him from our page and was like, we need to send him edible arrangement because the collection of songs. Is amazing. I would love that. I feel like, no pun intended, amazing shouldn't have been the single. The single should have been on top. The single should have been on top, but I think the no idea should have been the first single. Like a single or like a radio single? Because you know, that's two different things. I think the no idea would have gotten more radio play. On top, on top is like, I don't know how to explain it because On Top should have been a single as well. But I don't know if, if On Top was the first single people would understand what this album was about to get. Oh, yeah, no, it couldn't have been the first single. Right. So I feel like if No Idea was first and On Top was second, and then she kind of wound us down with like a love without the heartbreak or a here with me or both, perfect rollout. I personally don't think No Idea should be a single. I feel like, you know how albums be starting with like a triumphant song? Mm-hmm. I think that it should stay a deep cut. I feel like the first single, I think Good Morning Gorgeous should have been a single like it was because at the at the core of it, it is a good song. It is a very Nissan Altima Aunt song, but it is a good-ass song. It's just not for me. It's not a bad song. It's just not for me. You don't like aunt music. It's fine. It's definitely single mom music. Um, But I think Good Morning Gorgeous definitely should have been a single because the aunts want to hear shit like that. Like, that's classic what aunts love about Miri. It's right? also very smart when artists tap into their niche market. And I think that she did a very good job with that. It's just like Gaga going completely gay, white oomps oomps on her last album. Mary needed to go Good Morning Gorgeous for this. It makes sense. Especially to bring because... The, bring them back into the fold because I don't, like, you know, the last album we had, Thick of It, and so, like, that's what the sound that her people like. So I think this is a good, Good Morning Gorgeous was a good response to Thick of It. I and You Plus Me. That You Plus Me, a love lesson, was a single as well. Corey Love, You Plus Me. Me too. Remember, <laughs> was, it, was it Roots Picnic when he made us listen to it the whole way from he, Well, I wasn't in a part with y'all, but yes. <laughs> Ah. We listened to that song on repeat from brunch to the concert. <laughs> we love Roots. This is a full circle moment because Mary is headlining Roots and the podcast will be there. 
can't wait. Ooh, tickets bought. We should do a live. The day before. <laughs> at the concert. <laughs> here, recording live. It's here and it's now. <laughs> Listen, y'all want to come to a live for everybody that's in Philly? That would be cute. We should do a live. Let's talk offline. Offline. I'm already sick of Philly and I ain't been yet. But got three reasons to come in the next, like, quarter of the year. Right. Did you get your um, tickets? No, I was going to ask you to get it, but I fell asleep again. I'd be sleep. Is it sold out? Mew's pregnant, y'all. Was he <laughs> like, why be so sleep? <laughs> Love sleep. I took a nap at three yesterday. I didn't wake up until 10. What? It was a nice day outside. I could have went and walked and got coffee, anything. It's like anything. And stinks sleep. That's not okay. Yeah. So well, did I shout out to Mary. We can't wait. Roots Picnic is going to be so good. Uh, who else is on the lineup? Summer. Belongs. Money long. Is I wonder what her set gonna be. Me too. She did good on Jimmy Kimmel. Cause it's like she got more. Like, is she gonna do Priscilla Renee songs? Like, what is it given? I wonder what. Uh, like, uh, you're right. I wonder what a set list of hers would look like. Because even though music heads know of her from the past, like as Priscilla Renee, I don't know if an audience full of randoms would just know those references. She would have to announce all of it. Like, she's a brand new Like, artist. y'all don't know me, but these are the songs I wrote. She's going to have to do that. The Dream did it, and it was everything. I think she should. I think that that would be great for her. Let's talk. Money okay, Lord. let's talk the lineup or who who we personally care about. Alex Isley. I'm going to be fainting at the, at the scene. Um, Ty Tribbett for all the church folk. You love Tone Stiff. Am going. Duran. Come on the cast, Ran. You love surfing with feet. Do need to go see it. You love ombre. I'm gonna cry at this concert, y'all. <laughs> um Mickey, I might fly. Mickey Guy in there is very interesting. The black vote. I think that they're doing her career justice, actually. Well, she just can't come and sing the Black Lives Matter songs because niggas don't want to hear that. No, but she could do literally anything else. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Do everything but the Black Lives Matter song. Niggas don't want to hear that. We didn't talk about it, but her and Janae did bomb at the Super Bowl. Look very pretty, both of them. Very classy. Her did bomb. Love that. Um, Yeber Smith. I'm going to cry. If she do... Oh, my God. So Robert Glasper and Bilal will be uh, together doing a duet. How are we going to go to all of these people? That's the annoying part. Masego, we don't really care about him, but he might bring out the girls. Exactly. Masego's going to bring everybody we care about out. And that's what's annoying. Kirk Franklin, Chief Keith, G Herbals. Then there's going to be two jam sessions. The rap jam session is Black Thought, Rick Ross, and Benny the Butcher, five. The R&B um, jam session is Keisha Cole, SWV, and Music. Ooh, 
Then Jasmine Sullivan, Kamasi Washington, Wizkiss, Summer Walker, and Mary J. Blige back by the roots. Can you imagine Mary doing hair with me with the roots on? I'm going to. You saw how I was acting a fool at the last roots picture we went to together. I'm going to ascend to heaven. I cannot wait. Y'all, we follow this Instagram account called Fly and Famous Black Girls. And Stephanie showed me something that is gag-worthy every day for me. (laughs) So another (laughs) black-ass event that has happened in the time since we last did an episode. Versus. I don't care what nobody said. The music soul child ate. Eight for brunch. I don't care. I don't care. We don't care. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I gotta say it like um, Ari. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I don't. We don't care. She was upset, and what she was talking about was out of line, but we don't. So, Black, and I said it, I said it on Twitter, I said it in the text, I said it out loud that night. Black people have an issue when they can't sing along with the songs, but the issue really is, it's not y'all's song and you can't sing. You can't be mad that music changes his own songs live. And the thing was, I will be honest, there were some parts that were slightly pitchy. But overall, he sounded bomb. And what I love about music is he is like Brandy. He gonna be like, oh, nah, 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 nah. they're going to do ten million runs. They're gonna fit a million runs in four seconds. And guess what we gonna do? Deal, Deal and stand. <laughs> I just I, I hate that the little moments of pitch. Made people be like, oh, he can't sing no more. Do do da da da. First of all, right. even with those pitchy moments, he still sings better than Anthony Hamilton. I love Anthony Hamilton. Love Anthony oh. Hamilton, but I do not need a slave singing to me ever. I, I just don't need Negro spiritual voice notes. That's not what I asked for. Come on, I don't need a slave singing to me ever. Listen, everybody, like I said, everybody was all coming at music, but Anthony Hamilton, who I love historically, love all the albums. He sounds like great, like a a truck driving over gravel. It is fine. Gary Cobblestone Rose. He was in Cape Cod. Also, when it came to the hits, baby, Anthony ran out of steam. Lo- again, love Anthony Hamilton, but Doll ran out of steam. It was not enough special guests and all of that to get through the fact that music is the hit Doll baby. Yeah. Like, Don't the fact that he pulled out 143, which is not a single, but everybody know it. Mm-hmm. The only, only um, deep cut Anthony did was I'm a Mess. And that's a song. Is. The is hits personified. But, That's my favorite Anthony Hamilton song. Exactly. Oh, it is. Wow. I'm a mess. I'm a mess and float are my favorite. And, they, oh. and I mean, I feel corny because they're like from the first album. But I, I mean, and again, I love all of Anthony's albums. But float and I'm a mess are just some other shit. No, float. Float is one of his best songs. Period. I think. 
It's my favorite, um, and it's probably my favorite in his discography. And I don't feel bad because, again, like I said, I fell off from Anthony Hamilton. It just got, it started to skew Frederick Douglass, and I just don't need that. Happy Black History Month. But I don't know why people thought that this was even going to be a fair fight. I love that Anthony Hamilton brought out Raheem Devon and Kevin Ross. Shout out to Duke Ellington's finest. Kevin Ross been singing just like that. Like, he's gotten so much better since high school, but I knew he was going to be famous as fuck in high school because he was singing like that forever. You're screaming. Real quick, just to give people some um, stats. Um, point of it all, the, the peak position on the Billboard charts was number three. And it was on the charts for 36 weeks. And that, oh, okay. The point of it all is a hit. I love that because I don't I don't look at Anthony Hamilton as a person with hits. I look at him as really? a No, I do not look at him. No, like this man has a lot of hits. He has 12 top 10 hits. I think that that's crazy. It has four number ones. But I could also just not be in the know because I don't listen to him anymore. I stopped. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it is. Very early in his career that I stopped. So In Love with Jill Scott was number one for 18 weeks. So In Love is a hit. I know that because... I love that song. I'm so Oh, wait. That's one of my favorite parts of the verses. When I don't know who that man was with the red leather outfit on. He was very annoying. But when he was like, don't nobody know that song, man. Don't nobody know that song. And um, Anthony was like, uh, but music know that song. He from Philly. He know Jilly. <laughs> I screamed because that was a read. <laughs> he said, he's like, you don't got to know it. Music know it. I wanted that red man to stop. He yeah, he was annoying and music looked at annoyed. And then it's I like, know who he was. once I saw his face, I realized why he was a jokester. You know how when people not cute, they got to rely on comedy. It was just like, okay, you don't have to do this during verses. I'm like, no. Crack jokes about a soda machine. So. Oh my god, you're nuts. Not wrong though. <laughs> like when people play, I'm goofy, I'm a class clown, I'm crazy, but I feel like <laughs> I know when to show. Well, I'm goofy, I'm a class clown, I'm crazy. <laughs> An assessment. <laughs> you know, I get to the bottom of it and I like to break things down. That just is what it is. But when people don't have no off button to their goof, like you just, ugh, it's, a, it's annoying. And it just, you just come off obnoxious. Yeah. And you will get your ass beat because it was looking like Anthony and music was mad. Both of them was over it. I love people be over stuff because I be over stuff. So I understand. Yeah, music aid. That's really the tea. <laughs> that's really all I wanted to say. I only brought a verses so I can say to you aid. And speaking of the special guest, we got to reassess Eric Roberson being a Philadelphian because how you want to come out with Anthony Hamilton? I was looking he at that. Come out, but he ain't come out and do his part for merry-go-round because he wrote that and he's singing on the background. A song. Which music also performed. Music went off. I'm sorry. Music, the way that he like layered in the hits just wore me out. He sang merry-go-round like second. Excuse me. He's like, I'm not easing you girls in. Right. He said, here are the hits. Listen. Just but of course, uh, the biggest highlight was him doing Half Crazy, which is a massive hit within itself. 
But then when the fucking harp or whatever instrument that is got louder than it was or half crazy and Lucky dragged his cheeks on out there on that stage. <laughs> and I think for me, outside of just Lucky singing it, what I love was seeing how happy music was. Mm-hmm. Because like, I don't know if y'all listen to it because I know Questlove is a very annoying person, but his podcast <laughs> Because people from Philly do not like him. <laughs> he's just obnoxious. I mean, I don't think people from Philly know who he is. Like, Philly do not care about him. He, uh, Philly don't care about the roots. For real, for real. Like, at the core of it, Philly is not, like, a, a root city. Like, people people love Black Thought as a rapper, but, like... No. Anyway, so, um, but Black Thought has a podcast... And if you're really into music history and stuff, you should definitely listen to it. But the music episode was very sad. Like, he was definitely giving Mary J. Blige and My Life documentary. It was very, 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 very sad. Like, he don't think people live for him. He don't think he got hits. He don't like the songs. Like, he don't think that people respect him. He don't think people, like, love him. Like, it was really sad. So to see how he was, like, smiling and jumping around the stage and singing the backgrounds, for over for lucky was everything that was my favorite moment it was a very not it wasn't my favorite moment because of lucky it was my favorite moment because it was nice to see music see how loved he was is by people because even the crowd like people was not loud singing for anthony but music ain't had to sing some of them songs yeah he did he was passing the mic like to the people in the audience and i love that they were having a ball i it, it hurts me. <laughs> and it hurts so bad. And it hurts so bad. Same. I hear artists that I love don't feel it. Like, I don't like when I like these people so much and they don't even know how famous they are to the rest of the world. Right. So that interview did, like, I block it out of my memory sometimes because it's like, I, I never wanted to know that that was what he gave. And I feel like he surrounded himself with people who don't really allow him to, to. If my baby mother was Camila, I would never think that I wasn't famous because she okay, loved Okay, you said the face and voice. <laughs> Music Soldier said the face and the voice of 702. I know that's right. LaMisha literally burnt their house to the ground. I know she <laughs> Irish smoked a pack that night. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure as of today, it's no hard feelings with. The oh story. no, they're blocked, baby. What do you mean? Uh, they block. They block. They block. Uh, Camila uh, doll. Huh? They block Camila. She came to see them on encore at the end. But she's blocked now. The the, <laughs> the voice of the face is blocked. <laughs> Music oversold it with that. I love it though because that's but he's not wrong. She is. <laughs> you know, and Camila was drunk. Once she came out that leather jacket and all you seen was that camisole, I was like, oh, on. She was in the time of her life. I love her. I was like, I'm sure they fucking like. I love that. You say you sure that what? They're fucking. They were fucking. They're definitely back together because did you see? You know how they be having like the commercials for verses. Mm-hmm. And she was in his commercial, and she's like, what's that? He's like, I don't know, babe. 
and they was hugged up on the couch. They are back together. He had that baby by that by that Dr. Sebi girl, and now he has restored the black family. I love it. Let me see if his baby mom posted on um about the verses. Probably not. I like him and Camila together, so I hope that all is well in the family home. Oh no, I like them together also. Because when she was on RB Divas, music tried to like pay it. But then she talks about him every chance that she gets. She love him. Love him. I think that was one of my favorite parts. The fact that she was in the entourage. Keep the black family alive. I like it. Um, yeah, that look like the mom po- the baby mom posted about the uh verses. Guess she didn't attend. Oops. <laughs> I wish that they did the song that they had together. Because Camila and Music have a song that I really like together. Yeah, a lot of people wanted them to perform that. She would have loved it. She's obsessed with him. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a Lucky Day stage screaming. That half crazy sample is actually stalking me because the where they got the sample from for music song play on Euphoria this weekend. Oh. Sickening. I need the album on vinyl because that is everything. That that little sample is so pretty to me. Like the full actual song is very pretty. It's an instrumental. That's why I want to have a sample episode because where do people be hearing stuff like that from? I would be having to like casually just be digging in a crate of some obscure ass song and think, oh. You know that, um, give me some ganja, give me some ganja. Give me, 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 or Kendrick's album. No. Oh well, it's it's a it's a Rick James live quote. You really gotta be on your you really gotta be on your quest, love, to be like knowing it. Dog, did you eat today? Yeah, I made breakfast before we recorded. And I had a salad, so like I had a salad, and then I was still hungry, and I made sausage and eggs. Oh, look at that! It's because I got pots and pans now. But eating's all, baby. Yeah, it's giving lunch. Don't think that I eat. But, I mean, we really just wanted to run y'all down through the hot topics anyway. This was one of those kind of episodes. <laughs> oh, wait. Is there anything else that happened during Black History Month that we need to talk about? Oh, my God. My birthday. <laughs> you know, Steph closes out the month every year. That's so old brand for you. I'm annoyed. Hmm. Me, Erica Badu. Shout out to us doing what it do. Zika, dicka, but the doll is turning 36, and that is five but sky at the same time. Is it? I feel like I'm weird. I always wanted to be a little older, Stan. And 36 is one of the cute ages to me. 34. It's cute because I look 12. 26 at best. Because it could get younger. <laughs> But it's sky because I want to keep living like a young person. But now it's giving girl, where is the children at? Because you got four eggs left. Oh my god! But I just want to keep living. But I do want a baby. But I want to keep living. I hate that this is like an actual thought process that we, I, we all kind of have to have at a certain point. I'm not there yet because I need things to go in order. And until I find or come across or encounter someone that matches me in the ways in which I know that I match other people. Until I find someone that captivates me in the way in which that I I can captivate other people. I don't care about no damn kids. Like there has to be a step 
for before that first. It is a little different for women though. I, I get it's it. It's the captivate for me. Because people don't be niggas do not be fucking captivating. Are you crazy? <laughs> when y'all say are you crazy, I be cracking up because people do be crazy. Yeah, so I don't know. Thirty six is cute. It is a very cute year because you know three plus three equals six. Thirty six. That's cute. Um, but I don't know. And you know, I want to be away, doll. But I just really feel like everybody's like, just go, just go. But I know I'm gonna be on the beach, and somebody gonna pass me and cough, and I'm gonna be like, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. And I don't want to be on vacation, but also being like, oh, my God, did that, did that interaction just give me COVID? Did that interaction just give me COVID? You know? I get it. And the last thing I want to do is catch COVID in another country because I have friends whose cousins and homegirls caught COVID while on vacation and being trapped somewhere that's giving second and third world no shade. Yeah. It's not what the doctor ordered. Listen. And you and and um you gotta like pay for all them extra days that you there. Yeah. And everybody's trying to do all of that, so it's giving very much Philly. What you got to give me, girl? <laughs> like sit it all down. Another year of this mess. Chill. It's giving dinner with three girlfriends and calling it. I guess. I did get my new tattoo and it's the bomb. Is I told you offline, you think you Cardi B because we didn't discuss it, and now you got this whole mural on your side. Love to see it. Yeah, it look good. The color it's, it's starting to peel and it's getting even brighter. Brighter day, brighter day, brighter day, brighter day. too, and I'm getting another one at the end of March, so it's giving Teddy Yeti. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Hey. 